Alrighty, welcome back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you for joining us again this week. Happy third Sunday and week of Advent where we're celebrating joy. Different traditions have slightly different approaches to the, to the four Sundays. We're celebrating joy in my church. And one of the things that we'll get into as we go on is just these themes throughout Advent that we want to focus on this year. But before I, I get to all that, I just want to say thank you for all of the the listenership that has stuck with me here in this last year. It's been over a year now uh, since we launched this podcast, and I think it's going well, and I've received great feedback, and I promise that we will continue to try to bring the best uh, that content that I, I can offer here in the new year as 2021 wraps up here in just a few short weeks. I hope your holiday season's going well as we are now sandwiched between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's a busy time for a lot of us, and for you to take the time to listen to the show is greatly appreciated. Catch us on our hosting site, SoundCloud, our YouTube channel, or wherever you get your podcasts, whatever platform that is on. We do appreciate the follow. Alrighty, so as I as I just teased here, joy. Something that is elusive to a lot of people, including Christians. Obviously, we, we sing that song, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And then everyone shouts, where? Down in my heart, where? And I, I feel like sometimes that is the reality. It, it's so far down deep within us, we have to look for it. And that is sometimes just the reality of life where things aren't going our way. We are sad, we're angry. We are grieving over certain things, especially during the holidays where of things can be on a trajectory that's not ideal, or we can be going through a lot of firsts in the negative sense at, at Christmas. And still, when, when you sing the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, that's a song of mourning. You know, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, to ransom captive Israel. That is a situation. Somebody is projecting that because there's something wrong. We need that Messiah. We need that Savior figure. And at Christmas time, it's a reminder that that hope, peace, joy, and love that we celebrate at Christmas time is a reminder that this is just a temporary holding place and that we have been given something that will take us out of this for a lot of people, is a temporary prison because of the way that their lives have gone, especially the martyrs who've gone before us, uh, those who experience tremendous persecution through evil regimes, those who are in war-torn countries at the moment, where their life is, is not what we, at least here in this country, in the United States, would ever expect to happen to us. But that doesn't diminish the pain and the reality in this country either. And I know that having done my first funeral as a pastor a couple weeks ago, it's a reminder that obviously the holidays can be very sad for people. We say this every year, but how do we still find joy through that? In the last few weeks, I have been focusing on thanksgiving and gratitude through not-so-ideal circumstances, is what I specifically have been focusing on. And this is in direct contrast to what we talked about last year's looking to the past seeing how God has been faithful and has been blessing us in the past 
to inform our present. It's a reminder of what he has already done. And then you can tie that to what he has promised that he will do since God doesn't change. We can look towards the past and that faithfulness to inform our future. Now, the one thing that we have nowadays and throughout the world with the widespread and ubiquitous effects of the pandemic that the word ideal or the the terms selflessness for a lot of people have been thrown out the the window and you have different viewpoints on what should or should not happen on a personal level so either way not to take a side on that because that's not the point of this podcast but expectations social expectations have been flipped on their head so you have this this mood uh, in in the world this mood of either angst or unsettledness uh, fear dread maybe for for some people with uh, facing crises in the world that we've we've seen this last 20 months or so and so therefore when we talk about joy especially at christmas time it's easy to say it as a platitude to embrace it as a platitude however it's another thing to live it out. And that's something that I've been trying to focus on with my congregation throughout Advent is what are we doing right now? Let's focus on the right now. What is our attitude on the, on the day-to-day? So when you look at how the shepherds respond uh, to to the message and of, of the angels, and then in Luke chapter 2, verses 17 through 18, they go and visit this Christ, this Christ, this Savior, this figure, that has now come to earth in the form of a child. And the Greek word that, that is used to describe their reaction to Christ in the flesh is the thaumatso in Greek, and it means to marvel or to, or to wonder about something. And that's that's something for me I, I think is tied directly into joy is our ability to wonder, to use our imagination to embrace the impossible, to embrace adventure, that gives you joy of saying that right right now it can be good, but guess what? There's something greater potentially out there. And now this doesn't always, this is, this can easily turn into a, a sermon that, that a lot of uh, Christians would denounce, which is the health and wealth or prosperity type of preaching, which that's not what this is because we understand the spiritual fulfillment and the spiritual journey people can go on actually can be uh, the exact opposite of, of, worldly wealth. People can experience freedom when they sell a lot of their things or they live a minimalistic lifestyle because they want to be able to be more philanthropic with their time, money, energy, and other resources, right? Or you're not just burdened with the worldly concerns anymore. And you want to think about this. Think about this in a metaphor of a story that was once told of three different kids, different ages. And you sit them on, like, on a bed, and you show them like the bedroom door. And let's say these ages are like three, five, and seven. And you tell them a story about how a similar kid their age, like their friend, got up, opened the door, and w- walked out of the door. And then there was something on the other side of the door waiting for them, like a big prize. Well, at different levels of that story, if you when you sit these kids down and you tell them, this this thing that their friend experienced, the differences in marveling or wonder occurs at different stages. Like for the three-year-old, it'd be 
they'd be fascinated to know that their friend got up and walked. And then the five-year-old could be up to a point where they were marveled at the point where their friend got up and then turned the knob and touched the door. Like, oh, maybe that's the first time they knew how to do that. And a seven-year-old, they get up, the friend gets up, walks to the door, turns the door, and then goes through the door. Then that's where the wonder is. And as we get older, our sense of wonder diminishes because our life experiences diminish as far as new things, right? Once we are of age, you know, after, you know, in our mid-teens, we've experienced a lot of things in a life. Now when it comes to having kids and, and other things and having grandkids, obviously that comes with age. And those are wonders in and of themselves, but those are like milestones that we're supposed to hit. And our world affects this too. Like the, the milestones to something new is you, you graduate high school, then you go to college or something else, and you get a job, and then you get married, and then you have kids, and then you're living for retirement. So these these goals are like smashed together because you're learning, you're constantly thinking. I mean, remember remember when you were like five and six years old, what was your perfect day like? What filled you with joy. For me, it was just playing outside with my friends, doing absolutely nothing of consequence, but using my imagination to fill this mind with like limitless possibilities. And that's how, you know, certain people who say they act like kids, we might say that in a negative sense, but it's because they're maybe they're having so much fun, they're enjoying life. It's not always a good connotation, I understand. But the the experiences of wonder, joy, and amazement, shock, awe, that, that type of feeling that just makes your brain light up with just new new experiences you're learning you're trying to grasp with your all your senses what's what's going on those moments are fewer and far in between as we get older and obviously it's because now we are responsible for those those kids uh, experiencing the same type of wonder but I I but I want to know if our life with Christ is supposed to be the most freeing and most enjoying thing. I wonder if we devoted more of our time to him, what other experiences we're missing out on. And that's that's not our motive. It's the result. Our motive ought to be to follow Christ because that's what the proper response of creation to its creator is. A, a creator that that created out of selflessness and out of pure love is is deserving of our worship. And what is the response to that? Joy. Something that goes beyond our temporary circumstances. Something that makes us feel like a kid again. And I would say this to the old guard out there, not old people, but older than I, who have been walking with Christ maybe two two or three times as long as I have been alive. That when they talk about the relationship with God, sometimes it's, it's beyond comprehension because you see this wonder in their eyes when they talk about it. And where God has taken them in life is beyond anything that they could have ever conjured up by themselves. So this holiday season, I, I want to encourage us to wonder. Just sit and think what God can do for you in the new year. And in the rest of this year remaining, too. We don't have to wait to start a New Year's resolution, right? So. Given this, I want to encourage us to focus on the Messiah. But I want us to ask him, can you help me to wonder again? To find that joy once again? Maybe this will help. But I appreciate you listening. And as always, 
May God bless you, and may God keep you.